MPI Paranormal Radio. The truth is to be found. An internet radio show dedicated to the open discussion of different paranormal topics by military paranormal investigations. Our aspiration is to research and discover the possibilities of scientific reasons to a field of study which many do not believe to be supported by facts. Military Paranormal Investigations is not affiliated to any branch of the military. We are a science-based paranormal research organization of active duty and retired military members, dependents, and or friends located out of Wichita Falls, Texas. Recorded or live, broadcasting with Shoutcast on multiple websites to get the maximum reach. Now, here are your hosts, members of the MPI team. Good evening and welcome to Military Paranormal Investigations Radio. I'm Mike. I'm Hi. Destiny. <laughs> I'm Jeff. And I'm Rob. Welcome to tonight's show. Uh, as usual, I want to stress that we are not affiliated to any branch of the military. Right, we're just a bunch of retired old farts, right? From the military. Speak for yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys can visit us by going to uh, Podbean. That's where our, we mainly host our things. So you can catch us on any podcasting uh, app out there. But Podbean is where we host everything. We've got a couple new followers out there. Yeah, we got three new followers since our last time. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we got the new, the latest one is uh, Katie's Baby 91. And then I believe it's like Chasing J. Uh, C-H-A-S-C-N-J and then John Cook 642 and that being said you can uh, always contact us at radio show at militaryparanormal.com make sure you contact us with any comments uh, suggestions or if you want to tell your story or anything as far as paranormal related goes you can you can always send us a, a message there you can find us on our new website at www.militaryparanormalalloneword.com yeah, we're reworking the website right now. Uh, we no longer have an intro now. It's just basically where our blogs are, and you can find all our podcasts. It's, right. it's a little bit easier to uh, kind of like uh, transition into, but we still have our old website. There's a link on there that says main. It'll bring it back to our old website, so you can go check that out as well. Okay. You can contact us on Facebook, uh, military at facebook.com slash paranormal. one word. You can uh, search for us as well and find us. You can find us on Twitter also, MPI underscore paranormal. And our YouTube, all one word again, Military Paranormal. Now on YouTube, if you put in the Military Paranormal, they're going to automatically put a blank space in there. But just go ahead and squeeze it back together and you'll be fine. You'll be able to find us. Make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, we didn't do a lot to our uh, YouTube page for a while because we weren't really producing anything. But now that we've gotten our ugly mugs up on here, we, uh, if you guys will get to 100 subscribers, we can get our own uh, URL. We're sitting in 24 still. <laughs> <laughs> And for those of you who noticed, uh, we have Destiny back again. She's kind of like going to be our producer now. So so much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, what is uh, tonight's topic of the show going to be? Well, we always said that we wanted to do the Halloween and seeing how Halloween is right around the corner. Uh, right. I say we do the, you know, the origins of Halloween and see how that happens. Okay. We're also going to look at Halloween coming to America. Look at some Halloween traditions. And finally, some of the superstitions with Halloween. Now, just probably some of the old superstitions that they follow during Halloween. Not so much the stuff. Because during when I was doing the research on this and everything, I found a lot of superstitions that they don't follow anymore. And I had no clue it had anything to do with Halloween. And doing the research on this one, I look at Halloween a lot different. Well, I'm glad you did research because, you know, I, as much as into the paranormal as I am, I've never 
really just looked at a whole bunch of the Halloween background. Yeah, me either. So, it, it was interesting. I, I found it quite interesting on how it all started off, kind of like, oh, 2,000 years ago, it was started off with the uh, the Selks that lived that long ago. Um, it's in an area that's now Ireland and northern France and England, um, the U.K., uh, started off back then. It actually was celebrated on November 1st. I did read that instead of October 31st. But it marked the uh, end of summer of, uh, and the harvest and the beginning of a dark, cold winter. Um, it that, that time of year was actually associated with death. I do, I do well, know that. Well, yeah, because it, look at how cold it was. Yeah, and, and the hardships on that. We didn't, they didn't have space heaters and Heck no. central heating and air. I couldn't have made it back then, I'll tell you that. I know no. Destiny couldn't have. <laughs> she the was complaining. Girl, I'm cold right now. <laughs> See? <laughs> Um, yeah, on October 31st, they celebrated Samhain. It's actually spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Right. Um, but it's pronounced They Samhain. did it on the night of October 31st because I believe November 1st is where they celebrated their new year, bringing in a new harvest. They got done with the summer. Now it's time for winter like you were talking about. So um, I know with the October 31st, they believe the worlds of the living and the dead were like kind of blurred. So they can the the dead could like cross over to the living side, and um, I know it caused a lot of trouble, and they were worried about their the crops that they just harvested. So it was more along that side. So they had all their priests out there. I think they called them druids. 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 Mm-hmm. That uh, some believed that they could predict the future, <coughs> if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they believed that because the veil between the living and the dead was so thin at this time period that it allowed them. It allowed them to see what was going to happen more easily because they had that kind of spiritual connection more easily. So they relied on these predictions to tell them whether or not they were going to make it through the coming winters. And it kind of like gave them the hope to really push through and survive through this cold, harsh time, especially since they're people that lived off the land and basically their land was dying around them as the season came. It's right. awful. Because that's all they were doing was harvesting all the crops so they could last through the winter because back up there... You, I've seen Game of Thrones. It was it was cold. Okay, <laughs> it was cold up there. I haven't watched that show yet. Did, oh, you didn't they uh, set big bonfires and stuff? Yeah, too? they sure did. Uh, the uh, priests, the druids, would um, set these big bonfires. They were sacred bonfires. Yeah, because they would burn. Uh, they would make sacrifices of the animals they had there, and they would even burn some of the crops uh, so that they could offer them to the deities. Right, is what they were doing. Yeah. The, uh, that's when they actually started dressing up. They would dress up in uh, animal skins, um, animal heads and animal skins. And, and wouldn't they kind of tell each other the future? Yep. I mean, and, and they would relight their uh, hearth fires with the fire from the sacred fire. Okay. And then they would wear the, the costumes. And they believed that by doing that, it would protect them from the harshness of the, of the winter hmm. that was coming up. Mm-hmm. And then I know the, the Roman Empire came in, just like it always yeah. Back then, they came all over the place. I mean, it was back then. It was what forty three A.D. is when the Romans yeah. mm-hmm. started happening. They were conquering the majority of the. Well, yeah, I mean, it was the. That was the New World back then. I mean, that was they took over everything, northern Africa, and all the way up into. Heck yeah, the Romans knew how to rule. They ruled for over what four hundred years over that territory, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um. And I know with the Romans coming in, they had their own belief system and stuff because it was more of a religious thing 
to where the Romans would bring in Christianity. And I know that they tried to hold their own festivals because the South... How, how do we say that? Sound? Sowin? I think it's Sowin. 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 Because I know the, the festival of the Sowin, they held every year, and it was strictly for the dead and the harvest and everything. And mm-hmm. then the Romans came in, and they wanted to put in their own festivals that they had around the time to try and get away from that one. Um, the Passing of the Dead, uh, I think that's... Um, I forget that how was to, Feralia, Feralia, yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. And then they they combined it with a, a second day that was to honor Pomona, Pomona. which mm-hmm. was the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. Mm-hmm. But they think that that's where the tradition of bobbing for apples come from because her symbol was uh, the that, apple. The apple. Okay. And they think that that probably explains that. But but I know with the. Uh, after the Romans and everything, I know we started having the the churches coming in. Then we had uh, Pope Boniface the Fourth in 600 A.D. On May 13th, he dedicated the Pantheon in Rome, and that thing is still standing today. I don't know if anyone has done any research on the Pantheon. That's one of the few remaining solid structures in Rome right now, and it's still there. And um, I'm so sorry, <laughs> hurting somebody's ears out there, huh, Des? Hurt my finger. <laughs> And, and didn't he turn it into a Christian church? Yeah, he sure did. Um, I believe it was the uh, St. Mary of Ma- Martyrs. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and then I know they were doing an honor for all Christians. Um, martyrs, their witness. Uh, it's basically one who deliberately makes sacrifice or suffers greatly in order to advance a cause or a strong belief that they might have would be a martyr. And then... Well, the, the Catholic Feast of All Martyrs Day was established in the Western Church. Right. If, uh, yeah, sure was. Um, and then you had Pope Gregory that came up, uh, 731 to 741, to where he expanded the festival that they were having. And uh, they instead of just having it for martyrs, they included all saints. And um, with the saints, they had... Um, some people have a, a misunderstanding between saints and martyrs to where martyrs are pretty much people that are still living. They just have to have that strong sacrifice to where a saint is someone that died. And the only way you can get a sainthood is you have to be nominated by the church in order to do that. And it's someone that suffered greatly as well. But it all depends on the church doing that. And I know Pope Gregory moved the observance from May 13th to November 1st and we all know what November 1st is now right that's the All Saints Day my kind of problem with this is here these Celtics are mm. practicing their spirituality being these people that are just doing what they do and then here comes the Romans destroying everything and being like hey you got to believe in what we believe in now. Well, it wasn't so much they were destroying it. They were... They conquered them. Yeah, conquered, yes. And then said, hey, believe what we believe. Oh, and by the way, we're going to take your belief system and then add our own twist onto it because that makes us feel better about it. That we're kind of giving you a say, but like not really because you still have to believe what we're telling you to believe because we conquered you. They're just... Yeah. They're straight up awful people. That's exactly what they were. <laughs> but they, knew they blended the two, and then to right. like November second, they created All Souls Day. Well, they were trying to get away from because the Selks were more of a paganology, so they were trying to get away from that and bring it more towards a Christianity. So they came up with November second. But that wasn't their place to do it. 
Well, if it's their land, they It they wasn't their it. land to begin with. That's no, the problem. No, it wasn't. It wasn't their land to begin with. But it regardless, was... I mean, Christianity should not be pushed on somebody else's throat. The whole basis of it is not, hey, take our belief system and shove it down somebody else's throat so far that they have to say that they believe in it. Well, it wasn't so much back then. It wasn't so much of that trying to force it on them it was more of a okay this is our way of living you are under our rule now so this is how to instead of having the uprising they wanted to complete control they knew how to how to rule over 400 years terrible people well history has a way of and they got their karma because they fell so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah mike like you were talking about they did try and combine the two um because they moved just to november 1st and then by i think the ninth century uh, the influence had spread to, within the Selk's land, like because the it's Roman, not the Selk's land anymore. Remember, it's the Roman Empire. It was the Roman Empire. Some yeah. douchebags. <laughs> Boy, she has an opinion, doesn't she? I am so yeah. opinionated about this right now. Like they're so <laughs> awful. And we were talking about Halloween. This is how Halloween came about. Talking about how oppressed the Celtics were. Okay. Yes, they were. They were very oppressed. Which is, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have Halloween now, right? I would give up Halloween if their civilization was not oppressed the way it was. True. true. Which is saying a lot because Halloween's my favorite holiday, guys. <laughs> but yeah, in, in 1000 AD, that's when they moved it to November 2nd and created All Souls Day. Mm -hmm. And then that uh, that's where they blended it, uh, blended the uh, the two to try to make it more of a church-sanctioned Right, because holiday. All Souls Day was more of a, a day to the dead. They... Um, it was celebrated similarly to Samhain with big bonfires, parades, and then they dressed up uh, with costumes as saints, angels, and devils. So it was different than the animals. So instead of the Selks where they had all the animals and everything, now now it's the angels and devils? It says angels, devils, and saints. Hmm. Well, the Selks were also more like spiritually in tune. So basically their whole belief system was that they were living off the land and that mm -hmm. they were in tune with nature. And so it was more about what they had in their everyday lives. Whereas when Christianity and other religions were introduced into it, it became more about, well, these are what are in our religion with the, the angels and the devils and the saints. And that's why it became more influenced by that. And then November 1st became All Saints Day, right? Yeah. They started um, also called what? All Hallows Eve. Oh, wait, no, that was... No, that All was Hallows. The, yeah, All Hallows Eve. the 31st. Eve. Right. All, All Hallows. Hallows. All Hallows are All Hallows Mus. Yeah. Um, meaning All Saints Day. And then the night before... Which uh, is Samhain the traditional night for Samhain. Right. Began Festival. to be called All, All Hallows Eve and eventually Halloween. Right. Hmm. Do, do you guys happen to know if there are any countries that don't celebrate Halloween? Well, I know they don't celebrate it like we do. Um, I think Halloween now is... I, I, I don't even think our friends in the UK celebrate Halloween the same way. I think it's mostly Americanized now. Yeah, oh, it's completely Americanized yeah. now, the way that it was. I, I did read in from the history.com place where we had pulled up some of these facts, but that a quarter of all candy yeah. in America sold is sold during Halloween season. Yeah. Wow. So I had somebody in my chair the other day that mm -hmm. was from Scandinavia, and I was asking him about Halloween, and he said in Scandinavia, it's completely uncommon to see people celebrating Halloween. Like, they'll have people from America go out, and they'll, like, have dive bars that are kind of decorated a little bit. Right. But as far as the 
place itself and the people that are native to that place, they don't celebrate it whatsoever the same way that we do. Okay. Well, I know most people don't celebrate it like we do, because. But you know what? What about the festivals? Do they still hold festivals for the harvest and the dead? He didn't say anything about that. He just said like people don't really dress up and they don't really go to like trick or treating or anything like we do. I mean, like they do stuff, but it's not like how we do. It's not mainstream. Like right. Us. Right. I think we've had up to like thirty countries listening to us. Maybe we should, if the listeners, oh, there you would go. Send us that would be good. How yeah. they celebrate in different countries? How they celebrate Halloween? Yeah. So if you definitely celebrate Halloween or celebrate it differently, or don't or, celebrate it, or at don't all. celebrate it, or call it something different, uh, definitely contact us uh, by sending us an email at radio show at militaryparanormal and we'll definitely get your comments on there. And if there's anybody in there that's not celebrating Halloween, like for religious purposes. I would personally, I don't know about y'all, but I would personally love to understand why you don't. Because mm-hmm. I've always been curious about that. Some people tell me they don't celebrate it for religious purposes, but they never really explain. And I'm see, curious before person. I started doing the research, I thought for the religious purposes is because Halloween was associated with witches and devils and all that. But it's because actually, it's a pagan holiday. It exactly. Even, yeah, it, yeah, it had the, nothing to do with that. Yeah, it just had to do with the dead yeah it had nothing to do with what i thought halloween was it wasn't evil no it had nothing to do with evil nothing with evil well it's like a lot of christians don't celebrate christmas because it's a pagan holiday it's not a christian holiday right and so a lot of people don't observe it because they don't believe that it fits in with their belief systems so it could be that people's just not celebrating halloween because it doesn't fit in their belief system but or because whatever belief system they were raised in maybe said in some way that it was wrong if they celebrated it because i've heard some people say that too well, I was just wondering because of where the Celts land was, Ireland, um, and then northern France and all the UK, the northern Europe, I figured they would celebrate still something like uh, sure the harvest like or harvest something. Desi, maybe I should have been more prepared. Why are we talking a minute? I'll research it and see if they okay. celebrate it in there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wait, I can show you who celebrates this still. Hold on. See, you already looked that up, huh? I saw so looked this up. So I found this great article. <laughs> Where'd and, you find it at? Okay, so it was at circlesanctuary.org, mm-hmm. and Selena Fox wrote it. And she was writing from firsthand experience, and I want to kind of pull up the article because I want to talk about what she was saying, but basically... Basically, she was saying that um, a lot of places still celebrate it today. They just celebrate it differently depending on where they live. Can I cut you off for just a second while you pull that up? Yeah. This is from timeanddate.com. Halloween celebrations in the United Kingdom include parties where guests are often expected to arrive in costume to reflect the day's theme. Other people gather together to watch horror films either at home or at cinema. Some children go trick-or-treating. That means they dress up and go to people. It sounds to me like it's pretty much the same as in the U.S. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. It looks like because um, that's pretty much how Halloween was started, all housing with November 1st, All Saints Day, and then the night before Saints Day is becoming All Hallows' Eve. And all it has to do with the festivals and celebrating the dead and the harvest and everything. That's how Halloween was originally started until it comes to America. You yeah. ruin everything. We do ruin everything, don't we? We, t- <laughs> we take a culture and then we twist it around to our own likings. The big melting pot. Exactly. The big melting pot. Everybody came around that time. Everybody came to America around that time. So, I mean, we had the Halloween celebrations. Uh, when we got the new colony here, 
uh, Halloween really wasn't celebrated that much up north. Um, it was more towards, um, it was more common in Maryland and the southern colonies. But up in the northern colonies, they really didn't do much of anything up there. Probably to do with religion. Could be, could be. But I know with the beliefs and the customs between all, like Mike was talking about, all the different melting pots, uh, we kind of put our own twist on there. And then with the colonies, we had the American Indians, and the American Indians would put their twist on it as well. Um, you know why we had to put our own twist on it? Because we're too basic to think of it ourselves. We had to steal it from other cultures and then be like, oh, but it's well, a little it's, different. It's, so it's not so ours. much that we stole it from other cultures because... We stole it. No, because we came from other cultures. Right. Around that time, we, we came, like Mike was saying, we came from a big melting pot. We came from other cultures. So each one had their own different things um, to do, like play parties and celebrate the harvest and stuff. It says that our uh, first celebrations included play parties, public events held to celebrate the harvest, mm -hmm. where they would share stories of the dead, tell fortunes, uh, dance, and song. So it's pretty much still like the Festival of the Samhain. It says by middle 19th century annual uh, autumn festivals were co uh, festivities were common, but Halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country. So we're still celebrating the coming of the cold and the winter and everything. And the harvest. And the harvest. So everything's still the same from us bringing it over to Americas. This so. all sounds so much like Thanksgiving. Well, it's around November, so October, November, because that's what we would do. We'd get the harvest in, and then, well, we'd probably Hope it have didn't to... didn't freeze. We would probably have to look up the origin of Thanksgiving <coughs> as well, but, I mean, <laughs> even though that's coming up soon. Yeah, knows that from... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, uh, I, I was going to... Am I cutting you off? Are you waiting to tell your story? I'm reading it. It says the second half of the night. I'm going to read this because I think this is pretty good. In the second half of the 19th century, America was flooded with new immigrants. Mm -hmm. Those new immigrants, especially the millions of Irish fleeing the Ireland's potato famine of 1846, and that's right. where the Celtic traditions yep. were, were common, helped to popularize the celebration of Halloween nationally. Taking from Irish and English traditions, Americans began to dress up in costumes and mm -hmm. go to house to house asking for food or money. Which is where trick-or-treating came from. that eventually came known today as trick-or-treat. And then we also had the young women that believed that they could divine the name of the appearance or their future husband by doing tricks, yarns, or taking apple peelings and throwing them over. And if it kind of like had initials or something of all their suitors, they would know which one that was. Uh, or there was another one about that. They would throw hazelnuts in hazelnuts the fire. Hazelnuts in the yeah. fire, yeah. They mm -hmm. would put the names... On the hazelnuts on the of fire. Of all their potential suitors and throw, and them, throw in the them in there. And the one that went to Ash was the potential suitor. That seems like a terrible way to pick a husband. What if he's a bad person? And see that I know later on in the show when we get to the second half, we're talking about superstitions. That's one of the superstitions that oh, they don't practice no more. They don't practice that. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But like what you were talking about, Mike, the Irish came. So now we're talking about a whole nother person putting in the twist. And then we had... Um, by the late 1800s, uh, now we're starting to mold Halloween, if you would, into more of a holiday. Yeah, it was more about community and get-togethers right. than about ghosts and witchcraft. Right, because other. just like Des was talking about with the Thanksgiving, it sounds like Thanksgiving where everyone's getting together, thankful for everything that's going on. They're having a big feast. So we just had the harvest. It would probably take that long <coughs> if we're having the harvest and closing everything down around November 1st. Then... The big harvest that we got, we burned some of it in the fires, 
But then the rest of it is when we start, you know, having that tradition of Thanksgiving. Fun fact here, though. So, how are we saying it? Samhain? Okay, the Samhain Festival mm -hmm. in north in the northern hemisphere is celebrated more towards, like, the end of October, early November. Right. However, in the southern hemisphere, it's actually celebrated in or late April and early May because it, that's when the middle of their autumn is. Right, because of the equator and everything, the tilting of the earth. So, yeah, they would, so cool. they would have to celebrate it differently then. It says that uh, at the end of the 1800s that parents were encouraged by newspapers and community leaders to take anything frightening or grotesque out of Halloween costumes. I know later on in the 50s, have you ever seen those Facebook posts where it shows like costumes from the 50s? Oh, yeah. And they're just like the most evil looking thing. Yeah, and I, I know. And they're all clowns. Back then in the 1800s, it wasn't just for kids. Adults yeah. dressed up too. It was it was most, it was was mostly for adults and then they took their kids with them. I don't, I don't dress up? I think that should come well, back yeah, because I, I am I'm, all about dressing I, up. I dressed up last year. She even did my makeup. Oh my God. So last year he was Iron Man and I had to spend 30 minutes trying to shave his beard correctly. I had the whole Tony Stark beard going, you know. You have to put pictures up now, by the way. Uh, uh, yeah, insert yeah. a picture right up in here in this area. Yeah, insert picture. No, do it. No, seriously, please do. But see, now this year I'm going to do it again because, see, I had an old mask that really wasn't that great. So that's why I went as Tony Stark because the mask was, I'll say, you know, it was, it was crap. So I, I couldn't wear a mask. So that's why she did the Tony Stark look. But this year, I'm going to get a mask that has the whole magnetic thing with the eyes that light up the whole Iron Man thing. Because yeah. thanks to Best Buy, you know, we sell that stuff. I give it stuff. 10 minutes. He's going to take it off. Don't let him lie to y'all. <laughs> He'll leave it on for pictures and be like, yeah, I'm done with this. Well, that's Halloween. Come on. No, it's not. Yeah. But so like I say, when it was both for kids and adults back then. And that's when it lost its superstitious and religious overtones. Yep. Um when it was the late 1800s. 1900s and then we get into the 1900s and 1930s and um it starts becoming like more of a community-based thing everyone would gather and have kind of like we have on base where the kids we have the trunk or treat or what, what do right. they call it on base yeah, trunk or treat trunk or treat mm -hmm. where everyone just comes from the community and passes out candy and stuff but they didn't have can the candy back then to pass out to the kids because it wasn't for that it was just a parade and some uh downtown wide parties that featured a bunch of entertainment and then they had the trick-or-treating like you would talk about where they would go look for food and stuff or money or ale or i found a cat <laughs> yeah they found me it kind of scared me until they saw me look down boy touched my leg <laughs> well yeah that um yeah in the 20s and 30s trick-or-treating was brought back uh, again, because of the community efforts. But when they started doing the tricking, that's when um, vandalism started happening. So a, a, a lot of vandalism. Back then we were talking about what the, the Depression and all that. The and, Roaring Twenties and then the Depression. Yeah, So people exactly. were like super excited and happy, and then they were like, sorry, you don't have any money anymore. Right, so that's why it was more of a community thing to celebrate with the kids and everything. But then they always had the vandalism, so they kind of got away from that. And then the 1950s happened, and everyone knows what happened in the 50s, right? Baby, Baby boom. boomers. <laughs> Baby <yeah>. boomers. <laughs> My yeah. grandparents happened in the 50s. <laughs> so that's when all different town leaders and everything, they uh, started l getting the vandalism under control. But uh, it involved more towards a holiday, holiday directed more towards younger kids because of the baby boom. Right, That's because trick-or-treating was considered a cheap way for everybody to partake in. 
Exactly. Have a little fun. Right. And then it went, uh, that's where the parties went more from like downtown and at your civic centers to more at your homes. Okay. And I know it was like uh, trick-or-treating came back. Right. To where it was, an, like you were saying, an expensive <coughs> way for the communities to, to do that. And it prevented tricks by providing small treats. Give the kids candy. You can hey. Give me candy all you want. Yeah. And, I'll take all the and, candy. Exactly. And now if we look at today, the interesting thing, uh, one of the things that was written is Americans spend an estimated $6 billion annually on well, that, Halloween. Yeah, that's $6 my, billion. My, my wife contributes greatly to that really well yeah. so does mine and it's my favorite it's yeah, it, my favorite holiday yeah well, i mean it's the second largest so i'm sure christmas is yeah. number one because i'm yeah. already seeing christmas ads and i mean christmas can take a step back because like halloween needs its time she is right here she is glowing she's fabulous like let her have her spotlight who, who are we talking about? You? Halloween. Oh, I thought you were talking about yourself no, there. No, we're talking about Halloween. <laughs> she's a female, obviously, because she's so fabulous. <laughs> you think so, huh? Yes, I do. Okay. All right. Well, I think uh, that takes us up to our commercial break. Have we talked? How long have we been talking already? We um, have been talking for 29 minutes. You know, we were talking about costumes, and, and I think it would be kind of neat. We talked about... Uh, certain things it'd be kind of neat to see if you guys have pictures of the costumes you might be wearing this oh halloween send some of those so in oh for everyone our yeah. listeners our listeners yeah, yeah. Send, send, yeah. Pictures. send pictures of your halloween costume we'd love to put them up there and we'll put them on our next podcast put them on the video right there so you can see them yourself in my in my keepsakes that i keepsake box that i have i actually have two little they're almost like little beer steins that i got for when i was like four and five for winning costume contests it's pretty neat i wish i had pictures well what were you wearing then I had one of them. I was completely wrapped in tinfoil like an alien. And then <laughs> I was Dracula. It started <laughs> that early. I, exactly. And then I was Dracula one year. You, mm. you, you didn't have the antennas, did you? I did have little dingle ball antennas. Oh, boy. If anybody wants to win a costume contest, just let him help you. Because I won a costume contest that year. Well, okay, oh, you're so going I on went, this. Okay. All no, right. it was great. So I went as this little, like, puppet doll. And he created this entire costume for me, like had these little things that you would hold to control the arms and legs and like glued them to my costume. It was so like cool. Like a marionette? Yeah, I, marionette. I, I made her a marionette. I sure did. That's pretty it, neat. It, it was. She had this nice... And I uh, spent three hours doing the makeup, so it's whatever. Yeah, I, I had it to where I did hot glue like uh, wires to go down and made the... Probably little, have a picture if, uh, somewhere. You, you probably do have the picture because when Let's we were moving see. and everything, actually it was still in the back room. So it, yeah. it's somewhere. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I'm only going to say this as you hit the button for the commercial break, uh -huh. but, um, if the walking dead had premiered about a month oh earlier, God, I'm oh sure Lord. we would have some great Glenn costumes for this Halloween. Oh, I bet we would. Glenn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> walking dead. I don't yeah. want to get it started on that. No. <laughs> if we started talking about the walking dead, everyone's going to start listening to our show again. And that's all we're going to talk about is the walking dead. <laughs> and then I'm not going to be here cause I don't watch it. So I'm not, and gonna I don't either. Oh, so both of you are missing out. If you ever, I never watched it until last show. year. And if you ever watched last it. year was the first year you watched it. Yeah, when I went. Did to, you go back and watch the whole thing? When I went, to, yeah, Sorry. my wife and I watched <laughs> all seasons in about three yeah. weeks. Weren't we taking a commercial break? Yeah, we're taking a commercial break. All right, so here's our commercial break. You're listening to Military Paranormal Investigations Radio, NPIR. 
Do you have what it takes to be a paranormal investigator? Or would you like to be part of a new online research team? Military Paranormal Investigations has openings in both areas. There are no requirements for experience, equipment, or even an advanced understanding of the paranormal. Just a desire for the truth. MPI membership acceptance is primarily based on character and level of commitment to the organization. MPI is looking for dedicated individuals with certain personalities that are willing to investigate the paranormal with an open mind. We are not an outlet to investigate or experience the paranormal through the thrill of a ghost hunt. If you are truly interested in learning the ways to research and explain the paranormal with a professional team, then Military Paranormal Investigations is for you. MPI personnel use their individual experiences and knowledge from different backgrounds to help explain possible reasons for any claimed paranormal activity. We are skeptics dedicated to finding facts by eliminating or revealing any possible scientific explanations for such phenomena. For more information or to apply for membership, visit www.militaryparanormal.com or email us at contact.us at mpi-paranormal.com. The truth is to be found. Not available in all areas. For safety reasons, all applicants must be 16 years old. Paranormal study may cause heart attacks, scared to death, or hospital possession of one or other. MPI is not responsible for any injuries or discomfort caused by anything paranormal in order. Brought to you by Military Paranormal Investigations. No affiliation to any branch of military. Welcome back to Military Paranormal Investigation Radio. My name is Rob. I'm Jeff. I'm Mike. And I'm Destiny. And before our commercial break, we were talking about the history of Old Hallow's Eve and how it was created from the Selks on up to bringing it to America. Pretty interesting stuff. I, I, I thought it was cool. And on our break, Destiny, you actually said that you found something kind of like uh, dealing with a Halloween topic, right? Yeah, so I found this thing, and there was a lot of different ones on there, but I thought this was the coolest one. So basically, it's the origin of jack-o'-lanterns. So originally, they were in Ireland, and so there was this guy named Stingy Jack. He used to trap the devil in some enclosement. A pumpkin? Or... No, 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 they used turnips. But it doesn't say that he trapped him in a turnip. It just says okay. that he trapped him. All right, cool. So he would trap the devil every year, and right before Halloween, he would make an agreement with him. He would say, okay, I'll let you out for Halloween. However, you cannot let me go to hell when I die. And the devil would say, yeah, obviously, like, I'm going to make that deal. Right. And then he would get out. But then Jack would be like, nah, girl, I caught you again. <laughs> so he'd trap him again, and it would start the cycle all over again. Don't you love how she tells stories? Yeah. <laughs> it's very animated. <laughs> so, so then Jack died, and the devil had promised him that he would not take him to hell. However, heaven did not want him either because he had made so many deals with the devil that they didn't want him up there. This definitely sounds like a storybook in the way she's telling it right now. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> So, because heaven didn't want him, and he had made an agreement that he would not go to hell, he was trapped in kind of like an in-between, forced to walk the earth forever as a ghost. And the devil, because the devil had Stockholm Syndrome apparently, decided that he was his friend and gave him a lit piece of charcoal that would light his way for the rest of eternity. 
and Jack put it into his little turnip. Well, they would see Jack walking around in his little ghostly figure, and so people started carving turnips with nasty, mean faces in order to scare away the ghosts that were walking around. So they did this in turnips. So where'd the pumpkins come from? It was originally turnips in Ireland, and then uh-huh. I'm I'm assuming when it became more mainstream and so when westernized. Probably, so when all the Irish came, yeah, <laughs> when they, when you were talking about all the Irish came because of the potato thing, because they ran out of pato- potatoes and and, and turnips, yeah. they came here. And, and they were like, hey, we got hey, pumpkins. We got pumpkins right. now. Let's right. use a pumpkin. It's a lot bigger. Right? You can eat a pumpkin, and you can eat the pumpkin seeds. That sounds like a win-win. Pie. That's an interesting yeah. story. Yeah, it was. That, was. that was pretty cool. Yeah, y'all are welcome. <laughs> well, I know uh, we wanted to continue on with uh, more of the Halloween stuff, and uh, we did the history. Um, I was thinking maybe we could talk about a couple of Halloween traditions that are still out there, like carving of the pumpkins that you were talking about, the jack-o'-lanterns. That's, Ooh, carve that's a one. pumpkin. Why not? I want to. Well, why don't you? You have a husband now? Yeah, my husband's stupid. He won't go get a pumpkin. <laughs> we bought, we bought, my wife bought uh, three pumpkins. We put them on our front porch and like, I guess the sun, because it's been like abnormally hot for yes, us. Yes, it has. So I, like, I couldn't believe how the one warm it's been. to the outside is already like flat. I gotta what get about it. the ones that you guys got? I know I know she had a whole bunch out there. Yeah, they're, they the girls carved them. They're out on the front porch now. Oh, I didn't even look. I didn't even um, look. I saw this video on Facebook talking about what you can soak pumpkins in to make them last for weeks. Which is what? I don't remember. It was like a mixture <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> I know she tells us what this I'll is. I'll find like, it on Facebook like, okay, and send y'all uh, the link. What is it now? Okay, yeah. Um, Got a great also, tip for you. Wait, here's another great tip. So with Halloween coming around the corner, it's becoming like kind of popular for if you've got gifts or little goodies in your house that are good to hand out to kids who have any sort of allergy, like peanut allergies mm-hmm. or chocolate allergies, things like that. You take a pumpkin and you paint it teal. You put it on your front porch. And so when parents with these kids that have these little allergies and can't have all the good candies see that pumpkin, they'll come to your house and be like, hey, my kid has an allergy. And you're like, oh, cool. So I've got all these goodies for them that they don't have to worry about their allergy with. Where did where did that one come from? I don't know. I saw I've it on never, Facebook. I've never heard of that. That's pretty cool. It's become, that is pretty cool. The media has like caught, like caught the story within the last year, and they're trying to make it like nationwide so that everybody does that because there's tons of kids that have peanut oh, allergies yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely. they have to throw away all their goodies especially those my peanut troop one. that is like deathly allergic to peanuts and we actually had a little camp out here a while back and he had a reaction to something else but anyway it's it's i did not realize how harrowing it can be and i couldn't imagine his parents yeah having to you know having to watch that so anyway shoot that's a pretty good idea pain. i like that, that. I, I do like that idea a lot that's so if anybody does that shoot us a picture of your teal pumpkin too oh there you go yeah wow that's that's pretty interesting i am just chock full of information for y'all you're welcome hey there you go producer information you know still trying to find the stupid halloween picture <laughs> and the most common halloween tradition would be trick-or-treating right yeah but it didn't actually start off with what we were talking about with the pieces of candy. It actually started off with a um, soul cake. Oh, I'll take some cake. It's not that type of cake. It's a pastry, though. It is a pastry. I'll take a um, pastry. Way back uh, during the All Souls Day parades, um, we were talking about how you know didn't have that much food going around. So the people that were poor that couldn't afford uh, to eat that much would beg for food and families would give them these uh, soul cakes it's like a, a pastry of some sort 
and they would give it to them as long as the person accepting the soul cake would pray for the well-being of their dead relatives that oh, gave them the soul sweet. cake. Um, and it was encouraged by the church as well, uh, kind of like replacing leaving wine and food for roaming spirits. Go ahead and give people that don't have the food, give them these huh. soul cakes, and they would do all the praying. Yeah, that way they wouldn't. the tradition from, again, from being about... Um, evil things exactly evil spirits and stuff um and they kind of called it uh going a souling that's what they called it back then uh it was basically you go visit a house uh, a home or something you were given ale or uh food or even sometimes you're given money um which is why the church really was trying to give that because i think the church wanted to keep all the wine for themselves i but, know i would but the question i have is i wonder you know, if, if they had vandalism type stuff, you know, we have kids today that go around and bust pumpkins up. And yeah. I wonder if they had that uh, back in... All Souls yeah. Day? I don't know. Yeah. I think that we have society has gone to heck, and I don't think that stuff like that was as yeah, Well, I don't <laughs> think it was probably like it is today. I'm sure, no. I'm sure they had their little stuff that they did. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I'm sure because... From what Des was talking about, they they lived off the land back then. Right. So I mean, we live off the land too, but not as much. I mean, everything is everything for them was you're going to do this by yourself and with your own two hands. And if you want to eat, you're going to plant it, you're going to grow it, you're going to harvest it. Which is why I would die because I can't keep anything alive. <laughs> <laughs> it was different back then, though. Too. Yeah, yeah, you you had to learn how to do that stuff. Fun fact about cropping, cropping, that's probably not the right term. Probably not. Farming. Farming. <laughs> so um, every few seasons, these farmers would light their entire fields on fire. And basically, they would get out all of the old crop crops with mm -hmm. the new season coming in. You know why, though? It enriches the soil. How does it enrich the soil? With the ash? The carbon. No. No. With the nitrogen. 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 It puts nitrogen back in the soil, which then feeds the new crops, which then makes them bigger and more plentiful. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Like she said, fun fact. Anybody can. <laughs> if y'all know my sixth grade geography teacher, y'all can thank her. <laughs> well, who was it? Miss Cooper. Oh, Miss Cooper. Okay. Yeah. I think she quit because she hated us. <laughs> True story. Well, wasn't another Halloween tradition actually dressing up in costumes? Well, yeah. We talked we, about we, the animal right. skins and heads, but it actually began, uh, you know, hundreds of years ago whenever it was, uh, supplies were low and, and everybody was afraid of the dark. Um, Same. They, <laughs> the, She's afraid of the dark, yet we do paranormal investigating in the dark. We talked about the veil being thinner, but they believe right. the ghost came back. So to avoid being recognized by the ghost, they would dress up and wear masks and uh, if they left their home after dark so that the ghost wouldn't mistake them for other spirits. Right, and that's where I was talking about they would place food and stuff down there for the spirits right. um, to kind of appease the ghost. To Don't sure. trick my house, don't do anything, right. don't enter my house, you stay outside here, eat this bowl of rice, okay? So it was kind of like in the Bible when they painted blood mm -hmm. on their door. I mean, same kind of theory. Yeah. They're putting things out in order to keep things out of their home. Yeah, I can, I can see that one. Yeah, kind of the same thing. And then we have the superstitions, right? All oh. Halloween superstitions. Yeah, lots of them. Um, Most famous one, black cats. 
Uh, so I did the research on that. <laughs> I guess Destiny. It is so boring, <laughs> let me tell you. Because I saw the same thing. Uh, one of the things was, you know, you don't cross the black cat's path. And I was like, why not? I, I Why not? I do it. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Why yeah. not? So I asked Des, hey, why, why don't they do that? So, so let me tell you all about how this <laughs> is just about religion. Like, literally, it's about religion. That's why. So basically, cats were worshipped in Egyptian culture. Mm. So... Then Christians already did not believe that that was okay because they didn't think that you should worship anything but their God. Okay, that's their religion. So gods, Christians have oh, one I thought, God. I thought you were talking about the Egyptians. No. No, 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 Christians believed that you should not worship anything except for their God. Oh, okay. It was a sin against their God to be worshiping anything else. So oh, already, and because the Egyptians were worshiping, worshiping cats, cats, they okay. were already kind of like, eh, I'm not sure about that. So then these cats are considered to be really stealthy. And since they were associated with that kind of a worshiping culture, they were like one of those things that's very elusive that they didn't know much about. So obviously they were scared about it. So now during the Salem witch trials, from what I understand, that's when this started. Basically, witches were or witches in quotation marks were um, typically women who lived alone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, little cat ladies, they had cats. Kind so, of like you. I have one cat, and he's <laughs> fabulous, okay? So they had cats to keep them company. Well, they already saw cats as being, like, kind of iffy. Then they have these witches who they're already terrified of because they may put a spell on them or something. Now they're associating them with each other. And then rumors started saying that these cats were actually somehow spiritually connected to these witches. They believe mm -hmm. the witches turned into cats. Oh, that they could transform so into... So, that's one belief, but then the other belief was that the witches would feed off of the spiritualness of the cat. So, if you cross the path of the cat, the cat was basically taking some of your spirituality and then feeding it to the witch. Okay. <coughs> which then further fueled their power and then could make them hurt you or put a hoax on you or whatever. That was... Hmm. Yeah. Sorry. All about religion. That was my fault. <laughs> Well, that was pretty interesting. What are some other superstitions that we know about? Well, I mean, I've always heard don't walk under a ladder. Um, don't step on cracks. Right. These aren't really Halloween. So, uh, they were all tied into that. Uh, well, I think the whole one don't step on the cracks was actually tied into a Halloween superstition. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, yeah, and don't. Or don't spill the salt or something. Yeah, what does that one have to do I, with? I, I don't know. I just. I, I, I'm going back to this page because all of that was on there. Oh, so you know everything. Oh, you've done all that research. Yeah, okay. I just didn't have time to write it all down. I had too many clients today. Cause <laughs> I have a job. We were talking about. We were talking about obsolete. Did I? Obsolete superstitions. Superstitions. Yeah, Super some superstitions that are obsolete. Um, we got what? That was the the hazelnut thing we were talking about before the. Oh show. yeah, the hazelnut that we were talking about. There, there's a bunch. Back then, for Halloween, they were trying to marry off all the young women. They really were. Apparently, they couldn't find anyone. Apparently, they had more women than they did men back then. Is from what I'm getting. Well, from I all mean these that makes sense because men died at a younger age. They were all doing physical labor every day. I mean, they died of exhaustion all the time, which means war. that and war, yeah, war, famine, exhaustion, because they were always feeding their women and children first. So it makes sense there would be more well, women. Yeah, and they would, and they wanted to marry the young woman off by next Halloween because then, then the harvest and everything would count <coughs> towards their family. Um, so yeah, I guess 
that would make sense too if they're marrying them off right before the cold time because didn't they like marry off women for different things like animals oh, and yeah. money? Oh yeah, yes, definitely. What did, did they call it a downy dowry? Dowry, dowry. dowry. Mm-hmm. So if they are getting this huge dowry for their daughters, marrying them off right before the time when it's about to be like really cold and possibly death, and they could use that dowry to help the rest of their family survive. I mean, it makes sense. They would, they would take and they would. Uh, name a hazelnut for each of her suitors of right. the young girl suitors and then toss them into the fireplace the nuts that burned to ashes or then popping or exploded uh represented the girl's future husband and i know in ireland um they had a matchmaker cook is what they called them that would take the, a, a ring and bury it in mashed potatoes bury it in her mashed potatoes and everything so she took about um, yeah I want mashed wow. potatoes. I'm Hoping so to bring hungry. true love to the diner who found it. Yeah, uh, and I'm I know glad that one went away. Yep, and then uh, another one is where they ate a uh, sugary concoction of walnuts, hazelnuts, nutmeg before bed on Halloween night, and then she would dream about her future husband. Or get food poisoning. Yeah, that one too from all that stuff, huh? Um, and then the other one was tossing the apple peels over their shoulders, hoping that the peels would fall on the floor in the shape of their hus- future husband's initials. That seems like a long shot. Well, you never know. Because remember, that's the whole thing with the apple way back to the goddess goddess of uh, fruit and trees. That was her. She was um, actually the goddess of agriculture and harvesting was what the direct translation was. I saw that somewhere earlier. Uh, okay. Um, Another one I found interesting is they tried to learn about their futures by peering at egg yolks floating in a bowl of water. I've and seen egg. that. You've seen that? No, I've seen that somewhere before, and I cannot oh, okay. remember where. Uh, I was about to say, you've actually seen that? Is that I mean, how you got Eric? <laughs> girl, please. And, and then another one is they stood in front of mirrors in darkened rooms, holding candles, looked over their shoulders for their husband's faces. Oh kind of like, so they were looking book. over their shoulder with the candle in the background, and it would look, see, their face would look like. See if they could see their husband's faces. In it's almost kind of like a psychomantium or something yeah. instead of seeing the dead you're seeing your future hmm. so i read a book once and in this book Just they one were time? i mean i read tons of books <laughs> but this one book i only read once so in this book one of the main characters was a descendant of a druid mm-hmm. and so she finds out about her lineage and she's like oh cool i'm gonna do all this stuff because like at first she didn't really believe and she was kind of joking about it mm-hmm. but then she was like maybe it's real so they did that little ceremony like what he was talking about and it was so crazy to have them describe it in that book where'd you read that book do you have that book or you don't really know it's a fiction but like it's not true oh it's like a romance book but that was part of it. Okay, then no, I don't need it. was it. the Vampire Diaries, if you want to know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so different than a TV show, by the way. I'm sure it was. Another one that everyone loved to watch, Vampire Diaries. That TV show was good, but like not good as a representation of those books. Y- Mike is looking like, what? What are you talking about? You know, about? I've, got a, I've, <laughs> I've got a question for you guys. It's something that's, I kind of think I know the answer, but I want to get your guys' take on it. It always seems like, Halloween is a time where we as paranormal investigators always get a lot more calls, emails, cases. Why do you think that is? Is it just a holiday? The I think ultimately it's the power of suggestion. Okay. Yes. I wonder if it doesn't have to do with I mean, in, in, you know, energy, thought forms, thought, you know, 
energy and all the thoughts of the people thinking well, about all of these. You, you could say that as well, but since doing the research, this time frame is supposed to be where the veil is thinnest and the dead is crossing over to the land of the living. So why wouldn't people, if that is the case, why wouldn't we get more paranormal cases? I mean, yeah. we got one coming up this weekend. And then we got a potential for five more. And then you just got another one today that you... Yeah. So, I mean, more people possibly could be because this time of the year is dealing with the dead. And you are correct. I mean, the tradition... And that's... I always, I always tell people this. The tradition started somewhere. Right. Well, now we know where it started. But, you know, and, and I tend to agree with you guys as well, but I'll give you one of my actual thoughts on this is... I think it's because Halloween, we always flood our TVs and all of that with the Halloween Mike movie. Myers, Jason. <laughs> you know, Friday the 13th, mm -hmm. all these scary movies about ghosts and all these things. So I think because of that, it makes people think more about it. And well, yeah. That was, and that was my thought was it, it's just a massive energy. Yeah. In society, because it's all this is in the atmosphere, and then people are already automatically ready to be more creeped out because it's already been thinking about it. They've already seen a right. scary movie. They're already jumpy. They're already right. Um, and see, that's the thing about Halloween now. Halloween now is more towards the scariness, the horror, and the, right. the horror, the, right? Mm -hmm. The which is what they were trying to get rid of way back when in the fifties, but it seems like with today's exactly the circle of life. Yeah, it just keeps. Going around and around. Obviously, we didn't learn the first time. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of people but, like horror but stuff. But I think, but yeah. I think that's a very good point, though. Again, Rob, that you know, the tradition started two thousand years ago <laughs> because people believed that the veil was thinner. So, was back then they weren't watching. Yeah, Friday. right, right, right. <coughs> Man, goodness, they weren't watching Friday the Thirteenth or those things. Yeah. They had something else that made them think that. So All the death. So, because of the cold they couldn't keep warm so the cold they, they were anticipating yes the same thing that we're having there you us go. now there you so. go yeah so we're anticipating the horrorness right now of, of halloween halloween because of mainstream has done with television and right and newspapers and horror flicks and the movies and so yeah like she said the circle of life back then it was because of the death that was coming because of the cold harsh winters and now it's because of the mainstream hollywood hollywood yeah that's that's pretty cool so yeah i think it's ultimately a thought form so yeah to answer your question jeff yeah definitely okay i found that website that has the origins of all the halloween traditions mm -hmm. what'd you find so and what was the website it is mentalfloss.com okay Mental floss. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you, floss your teeth. Okay, I was just wondering. Yeah. I was Actually, wondering what it had to do with Halloween, but okay. They have like <laughs> they have like top ten lists and yeah, oh okay all kinds of stuff on there. Yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. So what you got? So I mean, what do you want to know about? We already read about jack o' lanterns. Okay. We've got ghosts, which we kind of already talked about well, because the orange and black. I saw that. Orange about and black. Orange and black. Yeah, black and orange. Okay, so kind of like those favorite candies, the orange and the black one, those what? peanut butter ones. Oh. Just, just the colors of Halloween. Yeah. 
He's just talking about this donut we saw today on the Dunkin' Donuts. No, I'm talking billboard. about those actually peanut butter candies that are in the strict black and orange wrappers. Yeah. I love those things. Those Reese's? are my favorite. I can't stand no. those things. Really? I, I don't those know. Those are my all time favorite. What are you talking about? Candy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, yeah, yeah. Halloween, you, you get the big like bags of candy. Yeah, like red. a taffy. Yeah, yeah. like it. Girl, yeah. I got braces. I can't eat taffy. <laughs> it's like a caramel. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> The origin of black and orange um, associated with Halloween is that the classic Halloween colors can also be traced their origins back to the Celtic festival. Still. Black represented the death of summer, while orange is orange is representative of the autumn harvest season. Oh. Well, see, there's a new, new thing that had no clue, so oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, I wanted to read about the candy apples, though. The candy apples? It. No, it's right here. So, candy apples, like, you know... Caramel apples. Yeah. Well, candy apples. They dip them in all kinds of stuff. People dip them in, like, chocolate. Yeah, they take onions and dip them in the caramel and stick oh them in the Oh, my God. Stop. You've seen that stuff on Facebook and Pinterest? That's uh -uh. awful. Not at all. So, candy apples, it says that people have been coating fruit and sugar syrups as a means of preservation for centuries. Since the development of the Roman festival of Pana... How are we saying that? Pomona. Pomona. Okay. The goddess, she often represented was represented by things like apples. The fruit has since been placed in the harvest celebrations, but the first mention of candy apples be being given out in Halloween didn't occur until the 1950s. Right. That's because when we were talking about how the communities and everything would get together, and that was the cheap way that they could do it. And who'd you see? Maddie. Uh, we're still trying to get Maddie in here on these. She's got homework to do. Leave her alone. <laughs> But yeah, like we were talking about how they would give out little treats and everything that way. I think it's funny that they, 2,000 years ago, they would coat the fruits and vegetables with the, with the, uh, the, Sugar the sugary syrup. coating, the yeah. candy coating, but we didn't start doing that until 1950. Well, it was saying like they, they did that because that's how they preserved them, kind of like canning. <coughs> okay. That's what they used it as. So it was always there, but then we kind of took right. it a step for, further and like injected diabetes into it. <laughs> And then gave it to our children because that sounded like a good idea. She doesn't have an opinion at all, does she? I have tons of opinions. That's the problem. I don't know why y'all invited me on the show. Uh, a little extra flair. There you go. Okay, you want to know how bats became associated with Halloween? Yeah. Okay. So, bats, <laughs> basically... Yeah, for those of you who can see the video, yeah, I'm over here. You're like, you really? Miss Know-It-All over here. I'm reading this off the internet. I don't know any of this. <laughs> Um, basically, when the first, the Saan festivals became about, the Celtics would light these huge bonfires, and these bonfires, because they're like these huge lights, would attract the, all these insects. So all these insects are gathered in this one place, and they're obviously having these festivals at night, so that attracted bats. So the then bats became associated with the festival. And then medieval folklore expanded upon the spooky concoction of bats with a number of superstitious superstitions built around the idea that bats were the were the bringers of death. Hmm. So like the bonfires that they built, the priest, the druids would build, would bring all the insects, and then the bats would come. That's so they kind of just saw it as, oh yeah, bats are kind of like part of our festival. So I'm sure they probably documented it in some way, mm -hmm. talked about it, passed it down, and then somewhere along the line it got taken hold of and changed. So the candy from Halloween came from soul cakes. 
from the All Saints. The costumes that we wear came from animal heads and everything, from dressing up as costumes and devils and stuff. And then bats came from the bonfires from back then from the Festival of the Sowin. Everything's coming from that festival. You know where candy corn started? <laughs> That's the last one on the list. Sure, why not? Where did candy corn start? <laughs> I cannot stand candy corn. I love those things, man. It's nasty. I agree, Mike. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. <gasps> yes, I love candy corn. <laughs> love it. But... Really? Oh, he's doing fine. He, he seems to be doing all right now. You, you doing all right? I'm doing good. Good. <laughs> that was Melissa, by the way. That's my wife. At least his stomach isn't growling. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, that's going to happen Saturday yeah, night. Saturday night. We've already talked about that, too, on the show. So yeah. Everybody bring all the snacks. Yeah, that's right. Cherry sours. So where did candy corn come from? Candy corn. Okay. So according to most stories, a candy maker at the Wonderly Candy Company in Philadelphia invented the revolutionary tri-colored candy in the 1880s. The treats didn't become a widespread phenomenon until another company bought the candy in the masses in 1898. At the time, candy corn was called chicken feed and sold as boxes that read, something worth crowing for. That sounds terrible. It was sold as chicken feed? Chicken feed. No, that was like the name of the candy. It was called chicken feed. Yeah. that was So candy corn was like called... Snickers. It was called chicken feed. Okay. Wow. I mean, it makes sense because you feed chicken corn little scratchings. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, well, I still don't like it. <laughs> so, originally, generically, autumn, the autumn-colored candy, because of corn's association with harvest time, candy corn became Halloween-specific <coughs> when mm -hmm. trick-or-treating rose, rose its height in the 1950s. Hmm. You know, I want to I ask you guys a question real quick. Looking back over our obsolete rituals. Right. Okay. That focused on the future. The mm -hmm. question that I have is some of these things. You know, we had we had the Salem witch trials and all of that. It made me wonder why was it okay for them to like look at egg yolks and not be seen as witches or looking in the mirror. I mean, or maybe they were. I mean, maybe I, that I, was a witch thing. Well, and maybe those those particular rituals weren't necessarily focused around. Well, how is it not? Well, that's it's, it's, what, like yeah, magic, exactly. it's, it's like a magic thing. How are you going to find your husband? You you look well, into a mirror or you look into a yoke? How is that not some sort no, of witchcraft? But it also, and I did also read that it was mostly practiced from like Boston down. It wasn't up in the colony. Yeah, the colony. It, it wasn't up in like above it, like in Salem and those Okay, areas. I see what you're talking so about now. Up there, it was a little more, way more Protestant, and it was way more strict religion. And as the further south you went, it was a little more relaxed. So mo most of Halloween wasn't up in so like okay. So like you were talking about up north in Salem and stuff, they didn't practice. I guess I have there. no idea where Salem is in relation to Boston. But anyway. Okay. Um, also, it could be like, <laughs> it was one of those things that I'm girls... I'm a southern boy. <laughs> <laughs> I like the warmth. I got here we go, Texas. <laughs> oh my God, stop. Okay, let's, let's uh, proceed on here. <laughs> so, I mean, what I'm saying is it could basically be like one of those things that girls do, like when they have sleepovers, you know, they lock yourself in the room and they like, do all the stupid stuff that like their parents would be like, why are you doing that? 
Like, when I was a kid, we used to go in the bathroom and you'd, like, call for Bloody Mary. Like, that was the thing. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't go out and be like, hey, Mom, I just went to the bathroom and called for Bloody Mary in the mirror, you know? It's not something you would admit to anybody else. Well, how do you know that Bloody Mary didn't start off with what we were talking about? I mean, I hope she's not real because, like, she's gunning for me. I called her too many <laughs> times. She was like, girl, I'm sleeping. And then she's going to come find me. Maybe it was, like, what was what's the, that TV show um, with Dean and... Uh, Supernatural. 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 Yeah. They have the Bloody Mary thing. Maybe it wasn't necessarily happening to you. It was happening to somebody you know. (laughs) (laughs) For whoever that happened to. But but on that note, Jeff, they have these things that that you you talk about gazing into. But then, like she said, the teenage girls a lot of times were the ones that were considered the witches because they were doing those types of things that people saw. So maybe that bolstered the witch. Maybe that's why they were trying so hard to marry off their teenage daughters. Everybody thought they were witches. They needed to get them out of the house before people were like, oh, she might be a witch. Hmm. I have no idea. Never knew. (laughs) No idea. So what do you think about the history of Halloween now? Now that you know about it. It's interesting. I mean, you know, the normal person just thinks about trick-or-treating, the candy, the costumes. Yeah, the Yeah, how it actually came about, it's really... Adds it has new nothing light to, to do it. With that. Yeah, it had nothing to do with that at all. That's right. why I was when I was reading this, I was like, "Really? Okay." Because I was expecting. I, I will tell you this: because my mom and I used to argue because she she would, you know, she would talk about how Halloween was evil based. Right. On that's it. A, and I would always say, "No, I believe it was based off of these things." But it was still a little more pagan than mm-hmm. I thought. Which it wasn't a bad thing. It was just it still had to do with those types of. Um, Beliefs. Yes, that, those types of beliefs, which was a little more than I thought. I thought it was a little more benign Guy. than that. Yeah, because like you were saying, Jeff, I I had no clue that it had all this in the background because I'm used to the candy. I, and had, the, right. I had heard the, uh, of course, why you dress up was yeah. to fool the ghost. And I had heard the turnip story. Say, I never before. heard the turnip story before. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. For me, I grew up in... A very conservative Christian household. No. <laughs> not, no. not with you. Um, <laughs> it was hard. So growing up, like, yeah, I wanted to go out and dress up and have fun on trick, like trick-or-treating on Halloween. But at the same time, I was then like turned around and told, well, Halloween's really bad. Like you're basically right. celebrating the devil. Yeah. And in my so little. My yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was terrible. My little six-year-old brain was like, but I just want this candy. And then I was crying because I thought I was celebrating the devil. And then I just, I felt terrible. It was so conflicting. And now looking at the actual history of it makes me want to turn around and be like, why would you do that? Like, obviously, you did not know the history behind exactly. it when you started yes, spreading exactly. those things. And that's what my mom, my mom mm-hmm. is, my mom's thought was. And I, and I think she's, uh, you know, she has read that now, but that's what she thought. You're celebrating devil worship. Yes. Right. And, and it has nothing to do with devil Nothing. Worship. Nothing to do with that I at think, all. I think the problem behind it is, like, people don't really know the origin of Halloween. Right, exactly. So they're just automatically saying, that's something I don't know. I'm scared of it. I'm going to assume it's bad. Yeah. Right. And so then they tell their children that and their children's children. And it just goes on I and on and on. Read a, I had actually listened to a podcast and I think it was either Jim Harold it might have been Gramerica but anyway they were talking about how all all these stories come out about clowns and killer clowns and serial killers yes and, that. and that's like the furthest from the truth there's actually very few things there have been things that have happened on Halloween but were not related no, to anything. Had to do the with only it. thing that's ever been 
done was hoaxes and things yes. that ended up, or people blaming it on Halloween. It had nothing to do with actually yeah. anything related to Halloween. But speaking of killer clowns, if anybody wants to send help to Wichita Falls, there have been killer clowns reported here. <laughs> <laughs> they are walking in the road, standing in the McDonald's parking lot, and like, I just want to go and get me some French fries. So if I want to send help, that that's fine. Here in Texas, especially in the as conservative part of Texas as that we we are in, it would be a really bad idea for somebody to pull that trick. You got that right. A really bad idea. I got three that I carry always. <laughs> a, yeah. So yeah. I'm so and that's what's going to eventually happen. Is and it's already happened. Yeah, it's already happened. But somebody's gonna get shot. Yeah. Okay, but the person dressed as a clown that did get shot—that was totally un, like unprovoked, from what I read. The person was like dressed as a clown, and this person that shot them like got right. out of their car yes. and went out of their way yes. to shoot the yeah. person. The, the person was hoaxing people as a. What I understood, the person was hoaxing people as a clown, and somebody else, Good Samaritan, pulls up and. Like he here. went out of his way and shot yeah, this person. Though. This person was not being malicious. That's from that's what the news report yeah. I read. But yeah, that's what's gonna happen. And it's, and I what I am honestly, and I'm glad we got off on this because I really feel like there's gonna be some stupidness on this Halloween because of that. Because we've made it into a hype that it isn't. Yeah, we sure have. I say we. I mean, I haven't. I could care less. Mm-hmm. I uh, my my brother has one of those killer clown phobias. I mean, like really bad. Mm-hmm. But I honestly could care less about a clown. If if somebody, it could be a mask of anybody, and if somebody wants to do something stupid like that, then like Jeff's, yeah. <laughs> now that Jeepers Creepers, <laughs> that guy right there, yeah, 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 yeah. That's much more scary than a clown to me. Mm. Never seen Jeepers Creepers. Oh, you should watch. You it. have oh. never seen it. I think I've got one and two on DVD. Yeah, you can take home. Can I really have our? I'll have to see if I can find it. How have you not seen that movie yet? So I've let watched. me tell you a story that's about why that, I haven't seen Jeepers Creepers. That that's a that's one of those movies that has that keep, that kept me. I I think I was curled up in a pillow. I mean that's that movie the one that did it for me when I was Children of the Corn. See that that mm. made me sad. Malachi, mm, no. Yeah, good. I, you and I are about the same age. Yeah, yeah I was like, mm. yeah. And then you we're know getting so off topic. It's all right. We're talking about horror it's, stuff. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Yeah, it's not Halloween yet. It will be in a few days. Yeah. <laughs> By the time they hear this. We're doing a Halloween show, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, but th- this is it. This is releasing Halloween. Yeah, th- this is our show for Halloween. Also, yeah. you're now on the podcast. Yeah, now you're on the show for Halloween. <laughs> See, you need to come into the shot here and get on, you know? Yeah, because she's deathly afraid of clowns. Oh. She's, she's you have that phobia, too? <laughs> and see, isn't that interesting? I mean, clowns are supposed to be so happy. Yes, you know, circus. She's petrified. And, and the circus and, and stuff, so how? You know, they've made them so terrifying now. There's thing. actually well, a phobia for that, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah there it's, is it's now. A docu- I mean, and, and I can't think of the name of it. I have but... seen my brother draw back about to knock somebody out before because it, it's a real phobia too. It's Someone like, ought to look that up and see what, what the pho- the fear of, of clowns. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Josh, one of our former members, had a phobia of clowns. He he was like, mm, but that, and see, and that's the thing. And somebody has said it before: is is this this whole clown? Phobia is it all hype? You remember that movie? That movie that I don't, I've never even seen it. That forgetting Sarah Marshall, but there were billboards all That's over a the good movie. country. Yeah, I mean they put them up everywhere as a hype. 
So that's what some people are saying. Is this, is this all a hype for the new release of It? Of it, yeah. The I was going to say, it. A, clown, a clown movie that scared me was It. They're remaking It. I that's, know. That's also why all the... Yeah. Have you not seen It? it. Stephen um, King. It is I will tell you, I haven't seen it since like... Well, the original one, yeah. Yeah, yeah I haven't since seen like, it since... I was little. Yeah, little, little bitty. Yeah. <laughs> it's Calrophobia. Cal- okay. Calverphobia? Calrophobia. Oh, Calrophobia. Yeah, I don't have that. I don't either. So clowns to me were like you were talking about happy. Yeah. Go to the circus, watch the clowns. They're funny. I'm not necessarily like terrified of clowns, but like I've never been about clowns. I didn't go to the circus and go talk to the clown. So yeah, I, I, I don't either. I sound the same way. I could care less about clowns. I mean, it's not that I care. It's they like creep me out, not to the point where I'm gonna like go out of my way to avoid them or like <laughs> scream and cry when I see them, but at the same time, it's. I'm not going to willingly walk up to a clown and be like, hey, how you doing? Okay. All right. Here, one yeah, one quick ahead. note here. Um, I was thinking about this. The origins of haunted houses oh. <laughs> date back to the 19th century in London, where a series of illusions and attractions introduced the public to new forms of gruesome entertainment. In 1802... Marie Tussaud, you know Madame Tussaud's yeah. Wax Museum, yeah. scandalized British audiences with an exhibition of wax sculptures of decapitated French figures including King Louis XVI, Marie Antoinette, Marat, and another gentleman. Hmm. They said that the likeness were so remarkably accurate and with good reason that it caused panic. So they say that is the start of haunted houses I, you know we do this we go into and that's places. from smithsonian.com yeah. and I, i'm not afraid of that but i went to a i went to a haunted house in waxahachie waxahachie however you say that down there i don't know people you get you if you get it wrong they really correct yeah i know that's why i said i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i went to a like haunted house down there that scared the bejeagles out of me i mean oh boy was good at what he did in there it scared me huh. as a grown man huh. I, I i never would have thought that but yeah, it said when she set up a permanent uh, London exhibition, she dubbed her grotesque collection the Chamber of Horrors, a name that is stuck, stuck to the Wax Museum to this day. Yeah, interesting. That That's very interesting. You so. know what we should talk about next? What? Serial killer James Patrick Marsh. You don't know who that is? I do. That's uh, the... Uh, okay, I'm like, sure, go ahead. No. no, I don't mean like in this episode. I mean like we should make an episode out of it because it's a lot of interesting stuff. What does it have to do with paranormal? He killed a lot of people in his hotel. Lots of trapped souls in there. <laughs> I don't <Okay>. know. <laughs> it's a stretch. <laughs> it's just cool. Okay. So, we've talked about Halloween, where it came from, the superstitions, how it came to America, and how we've changed it. Um, I think we need to segue to our close of our show for tonight. Yeah. Um, I think, as always, we need to... Um, get a pop out for another uh, website uh, network another paranormal website that I found it's a uh, Hiduth um, I guess that's how you say it H-I-D-U-T-H you can find them at uh, Uh pretty much they're just a modern gateway to paranormal and spiritual activity a bunch of stories like that one paranormal news uh, site that you found um, I was just searching and I saw them down there 
And what caught my eye is they gave a story on a bird that someone from Wyoming saw, and it was then they started talking about it. It was a crypto zoology one where they saw this big, massive bird that was kind of like a what do they call them? Those pterodactyl. Pterodactyls birds. And um, it just caught my eye, and then I kept reading, and more people all over the place started seeing this. And uh, so I started reading on this one. Basically, they're just a bunch of collection of stories. And you can find them on Facebook. You can go to just type in Hi Duth, H-I-D-U-T-H, or Twitter, Hi Duth Official. Um, they also have a, wet, a YouTube page of different videos, Hi Duth Official page. And then if you want to email them, you can email them at info at highduth.com. And that's H-I-D-U-T-H. It was it was pretty interesting, they like because where you went for all your paranormal stories, the paranormal news and stuff. It was, it was just a different different web page. I thought it was pretty interesting. Okay. And I know we said last time we were going to build an EM pump, but uh, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> I'm going to have to get to an EM pump eventually and and just build one, but and kind of show it. Oh, that's kind of loud, huh? Yeah, we need to do that in a tech corner. Yeah, I, I need to put up a tech corner again and get one and I've going. I still got the yeah, stuff to build an that. ion generate that the ion generator thing. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think we've ever done anything with the ion no, generator. No, I still got the stuff to build it. I just have never done it. Oh, you still have it? I bought the kit to build one. I just never done it. Why not? Time. <laughs> Well, I'd like to uh, thank each and every one of you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. And as always, if you have any questions, uh, comments about the show, or just anything in general, please uh, make sure you reach out to us on our website at www.militaryparanormal.com. Again, you can find us on Facebook. And don't forget about Twitter. We're on Twitter as well. And now that we started having videos up... Um, YouTube. YouTube. Hopefully more people are going out there. I've seen that our videos are taking off a lot faster than what they did by by doing this. Um, well, it's because we have more than one image the whole show, which well, that was actually my fault, but that's all I had. So. <laughs> <laughs> now that we actually can see our ugly mugs again on the camera. Well, not all of us are ugly. I was fixing to say, time yeah, out here. Yeah, not all of I us mean, are ugly. I have, tied my oh, hair I was talking about me. We, <laughs> we have destiny here. I mean, all of us are old guys. You know, uh, so. I went out and dyed my hair today, so appreciate it. Even though in this camera it looks brown, which is so <laughs> depressing because it's bright red. I haven't seen the uh, the YouTube video from last week that you guys did. I listened to the podcast, yeah, but yeah. what I liked what you did with the first one, where you had the links up and the other videos, that was pretty neat. How I did some links up on this one. Um, I think with the last one, I, I did uh, something a little bit more with the commercials. Um, I, I put links up again on this one and I'll put links up on this one all the links that we found so send me all the links that you found all your information I'll put it up on these websites and I'll probably go ahead and do a couple of videos as well because um, I know pretty soon we're gonna start experimenting with our podcast a little bit more yeah right yeah oh, we're not gonna go into what we're doing but um, we're just gonna experiment a little more with it Okay. Don't forget that uh, if you have a story you want to tell or want to share or don't mind being shared, uh, make sure you contact us. I, uh, I I really look forward to hearing other people's stories and, and uh, just 
give us a shout. Yep, and don't forget about the pictures. If you got a picture for Halloween, go ahead and pop it down here and we'll put it on one of our podcasts. Address them all to me and I will look at all <laughs> of them and appreciate them, I promise. And I would like to say before we go, I hope each and every one of you have a very happy, safe Halloween. Mm-hmm. If you have kids out there, make sure you stay with them. Be um, safe. And be safe. Good night. Good night. Everyone good. have a good night. Good night. Good night.